Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. I love coming in here and worship with you guys. Again, I want to welcome you to City Hope. Uh, my name's Bobby. If I haven't got to meet you yet, I would love, love, love to do that. Uh, hang around after the service. Be out there at the Connect table. Uh, we do have a free gift, all right? And my motto is, if it's free, it's for me, okay? So come on out there. Get you something. I would love to, to have an opportunity to meet you. Today, we're in part three of a series that we've been in for the, for the past couple of weeks called Roots. And we're looking at those things kind of underneath the surface that, that make us who we are, that make us act and do and believe. And, and for some of us, when we think about roots, man, we think about the bad stuff, right? Like, like man, I grew up like, like on the farm with no shoes, and that's why I leave the door open. Like, you think of roots, right? Garth Brooks, blame it all on my roots, right? And, and, but today in, in this series, we're looking at what are some healthy roots that we can have? What are some spiritual roots that we can dig down deep and get into our lives? And so just a quick recap. Week one, we talked about real relationships. Who are the people in my life that have like total freedom to speak truth into me? Level 10 clearance, man. You speak, even if I don't want to hear it, make sure I have people in my life that love me enough. And, and we talked about how as a church, one way that we try to help you find that in your life is through small groups, through small groups. And I know for some of you, man, you've been in church a long time. You've tried small groups. Maybe you called it Sunday school or discipleship groups or whatever you called it. But we firmly believe that you can find your people in small groups and cultivate and create that kind of community. So we talked about real relationships, the root of real relationships. And then last week we talked about having a healthy God-centered family. That's a root that we all need. And we get it. Like everybody has a different filter when you think about family, right? We got single, we got divorced, we got married with no kids, married with kids, all different kinds of, of filters that we, we think about family. We talked about how family is the most important institution in the world. God cares about your family. And so having a healthy God-centered family is so important. And we talked about how a healthy God-centered family isn't a flawless family. That's not what that means. It's a faith filled family. And so today we're going to look at the, the third root, if you will, and this is one of our core values. And, and, and you know, I, I think all of these are kind of equal roots, but, but if there was like a 1A, if you, if you like made me pick one, I would think this would be probably at the top. And the root we're going to talk about today is powerful prayer, powerful prayer. A few years back, there was a survey done of over 1,300 uh, evangelical leaders, and they were asked, what are the top 10 problems facing the church today? And overwhelmingly, number one was prayer, the need for more ongoing personal prayer uh, in, in private life and in church life. Number one was prayer. And if you think about it, you know, everybody prays. There's, there's like this internal desire for everyone. Uh, Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, Jew, like everybody prays. We don't all pray to the same thing, right? But, but all, uh, so many people understand prayer. It's kind of built into us. I love looking up different facts and different stats about the Bible. So this week I, I, I kind of did some digging and um, I didn't read every one of these, I'll be honest with you, but I did find these facts. There are over 650 prayers listed in the Bible. 650 different prayers that people prayed to the Lord in the Bible. Over 450 answers to prayer that we find in the Bible. 
As Jesus was walking the earth and he began to teach and, and, and train his disciples and, and heal and, and do all the things that he did, there are 25 different prayers of Jesus as he walked the earth that we find in the Bible. The Bible lists five specific postures for us to pray. Different, different postures for us to pray. Um, it says sitting, standing, kneeling, with one's face to the ground and with one's hands lifted up. The different specific postures that the Bible mentioned. The word amen that every one of us use when we, when we close out our prayer, that it means so be it. Let it be, right? Jesus, or, or excuse me, we, we see God give the command back in the New Testament in Numbers. And it's to be said by a person who is, who, who is yielding to his examination. So there are tons more facts you jump online and you just do a quick search, you can find hundreds of thousands, if not millions of different resources on prayer, right? So many books, podcasts, sermons, uh, 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 lectures, whatever you want, you can find out about prayer. <clears throat> but when all that's stripped away, let's take all the facts, all the stats, all the resources, when all that is stripped away, when it's just me and the Lord, what is prayer? Prayer is a conversation between you and God. Prayer is a conversation between you and God. Prayer is bringing your life to God, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. It's bringing it before a holy God. And I believe that prayer is a vital root that if you want to live a healthy life, you want to live a, a, a God-honoring, God-glorifying life, we must make prayer a root in our lives. Now, the reality is, if I came to you right now and was like, hey, will you come up here and pray in front of everybody? Some of you, man, you start shaking, you start turning red. You're like, dude, I can't do that, right? And you think, oh, well, my, my, I don't know the right words to say. And what would I, how would I do that? And I, I'd mess it up. I'd probably say something wrong, right? And the reality is that many people feel inadequate in their prayer life. And I believe that God doesn't want us to be Inadequate. God doesn't want us to feel this, this lack, if you will. God wants us to be confident in our prayers. He wants us to be confident in who we're praying to. And, and you know, again, 650 prayers, the Bible's mentioned, or excuse me, the, the prayer is mentioned thousands of times throughout the Bible. But when it all comes down to it, and I have this conversation with God, I think there's two major things that he does in our life. When we pray, the first thing he does is he changes your heart. When you pray and you get before a holy God, he begins to change your heart. That's what God's all about. He changes our heart. He's in the heart changing business. And that's what God wants to begin to do in all of our lives is to change our heart. That's what God's done in my life. He's, he's taken the, the, the uh, you know, the prideful, arrogant, jerk young man that, that I was and I was becoming and he changed my heart. And he made my heart more about the things that, that he wants. I, I think back to, to, you know, if people in high school, when they find out that Bobby Thompson's a pastor, they're like, that guy? Like him? But that's what God does. He changes our hearts. You might be sitting here today and you might be asking yourself that question. Well, 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 Pastor Bobby, how do I know that my heart needs to be changed? Let me say it like this, as simple as I can. If you're asking yourself that question, your heart needs to be changed. 
But when your heart begins to change and you spend that time with God, you realize even more the, the work that God's doing. And the closer you get to God, the more you realize your need for him. He changes our hearts. Our prayer becomes like the psalmist in Psalm 51, verse 10. God, create a clean heart for me. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. When I seek the face of God and I get alone with him, he changes my heart. But the second thing I believe that he does is he gives you direction for living. He changes your heart and he gives you direction for living. You know, God wants to guide you. God wants to help you along your path. He wants to direct you. For, for many, many years as a, as a student pastor, I would get, uh, uh, hey, Bobby, where should I go to college? You know, who should I marry? What should I do with my life? And I could have made a lot of money if I could have answered those questions, right? And, and, and I get them even more today, you know. Hey, should I, should I take this promotion? Should we sell the business? Should we sell our house? Should we move? Like, I get these questions a lot. And, and, and I can't predict the future. And I can't give you guidance always, but God can. And he wants to give each one of us direction in our lives when, when life hits us hard or when we have those moments of, of questions, spending time with God, getting in his word. That's, that's God's way of speaking back to us. One of God's ways of speaking back to us as we pray and, and have that conversation with him, we get into his word and we receive what he has to say. And some of you are like, man, I just, I have a hard time understanding the Bible. Like, like I, when I read that, well, l- let me make this a little easier for you, okay? I've, I've, <laughs> I've got an undergrad degree, a couple master's degree, and a doctorate degree, and I still don't understand all the Bible, okay? I still read it, and I'm like, what in the world does that mean? But God says, I want to give you my love letter. I want to guide you. I want to lead you. You remember the, the, the verse that, if you grew up in church, what was that verse we all memorized? Psalm 119, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. God wants to direct your path. He wants to give you his word is your lamp. It's your direction. God gives us direction. So some of you are like, well, okay, I get all that. He, he's, he's near to me. He gives me direction. I can spend time with him. He changes my heart. How do I get this root of powerful prayer? I want to dig in. I want to, I want to get some of these bad roots out. And I want to plant this new root of powerful prayer in my life. How do I get there? Well, I want to look at one story in the Bible, an incredible story that Jesus gives. So if you have your Bible, go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter number 18. Give you a little context. Jesus was walking the earth. He was teaching. He was preaching. But he was always at the same time he was discipling. He was teaching people how to love people. He was teaching his, his men and, and, and those, his followers, how to, how to love others, how to treat others, how to, you know, spend time with the Lord. And oftentimes he used parables. And I want to look at this parable that Jesus gives in Luke chapter 18. So if you found it, stand to your feet as we honor the reading of God's word. If you don't have it, it'll be here on the screen. But let's follow along and read through this, this quick story. Verse eight, or chapter 18, verse 1. Now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. 
Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay in helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Father, I pray for the next few moments that you would bless the reading of your word. God, I pray that each one of us in here would would lay aside any distractions, anything that's weighing us down, any anxiety that we may have, and we would hear from you. Lord, I pray that you would challenge us, you would change us. Give us the, the courage to step into this new relationship with you that you're calling us to, this deeper, this powerful relationship. God, speak directly to our hearts this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So Jesus is using this parable to teach a lesson. And a lot of times when you read parables of Jesus, you got to get all the way through it and then you got to kind of figure out, okay, what was he trying to say here? Uh, I need to understand, you know, the, the story of the lost coin, the lost, you know, the prodigal son. And, and we, we have to get to the end. But right at the beginning of this story, Jesus gives us the goal. He's like, here's what I want you to understand about this story. And right there in verse 1, now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. So listen, guys, I'm getting ready to tell you this story, but it's all about for you to pray always and not give up. That's what I want you to do, right? How do I develop powerful prayer, Bobby? I'm telling you right here at the beginning, pray always and do not give up, all right? All right, Brad, come sing. We're going home. That's it. Like, we're done, right? <laughs> That, that's what Jesus started this story, and he's like, I'm going to give you the answer right here. Pray always and don't give up. And, and I love when Jesus tells these stories because if, if you really want to study, you can go back and you can see how that same thing that Jesus is teaching, it's like woven all throughout Scripture. You can go to the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians, and it says, pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ. You go to the Old Testament, 1 Samuel. Then the sons of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord. Our God is for us, that he may save us from the hands of the Philistines. Pray always and don't give up. Stay consistently connected to Jesus. I want powerful prayer in my life. I don't want any more mediocre, average prayer. I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want to just spend, you know, 32 seconds thanking God for my list and then going. I want powerful prayer. Keep praying. Pray always and do not give up. There's a, 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 a scholar named Matthew Henry, and he wrote a commentary on the Bible. And he took every single verse in the Bible and wrote and studied it and almost word for word. And it's just, just a, you know, a massive book. Uh, I'd encourage you to go home and read it tonight. Like, it's, just, it's, a, it, it's powerful stuff. But Matthew Henry said this, and I was reading this, and I thought, man, I, I, I got to share this. It is our privilege and honor that we may pray. It is our duty. We ought to pray. We sin if we neglect it. It is to be our constant work. We ought always to pray. It is that which the duty of every day requires. If you want that root of powerful prayer, you want that connection, pray always and do not give up. Jesus tells us right at the beginning of his story. But then he keeps going. Look at verse 2. He starts to unpack the, the parable, the story. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people. 
Man, that sounds awesome already, right? What a great dude. A widow in that town kept coming to him. If you're a highlighter or underliner, underline those two words, kept coming. As a matter of fact, will you just tell your neighbor right now, keep coming. Tell your neighbor, come on, let's get a little awake in here, all right? Tell them to keep coming. Saying, give me justice against my adversary. And then look at that first part of verse four. For a while, he was unwilling. For a while, he was unwilling. So Jesus starts to unpack this story. There's this cruel judge. He's, he's, he's kind of a jerk, right? And here's this woman, and she's coming before him. She's a widow. And, and understand, at this time, the widow, she was like, you know, lowest on the totem pole, right? She didn't have a, a husband. She didn't have any men to, to go before the court for her. She didn't have the lawyer. She didn't have the money. She didn't have the resources. She's down here, right? And so nobody listened to the widows. And so here she is, and she just kept coming. The Bible says she kept coming. She kept showing up. And she kept asking him, come on, I need, you to, I need you to help me. Grant me justice from my adversaries. I got enemies that are trying to defeat me. I got people that are trying to harm me. And she didn't give up. And she was relentless and she kept showing up. She didn't stop when things got hard. And I believe that powerful prayer means that we pray in the midst of adversity and we pray in the midst of great seasons of our life. Powerful prayer means we keep showing up. But I also want you to see that very first couple words in verse 4. It says she kept showing up, but it says for a while he was unwilling. For a while he was unwilling. And I just try to go back and picture those stories. You know, here's this judge, and I don't know if he's sitting behind a table or whatever he was. But here's this, oh gosh, here she comes again, right? He could just see her coming. Here she is again. And the Bible says for a while, doesn't tell us how long, but he was unwilling to grant her, uh, uh, her, her wishes, what she was asking him for, for a while. Man, and I just started thinking about that. And I wonder how many times, how many people right now, you're in a season for a while now, this has been going on. I've been praying, but for a while. I've been giving, but for a while. I've been, I've been serving, but for a while now. Some of you, you sit here today, and you're in one of these seasons of for a while. God, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know what you're doing. I can't see it. I don't understand, Lord, my family, man, for a while now, it's been a mess. My job, for a while now, God, it's, it's struggling. For, for a while now, my, my relationship with my spouse, we've been, on this, we've been on this roller coaster. And I think Jesus is telling us this story because he's wanting us to understand. Keep showing up. Keep coming. Keep praying. Keep calling out. Keep crying out to God. Keep on giving. One of my roles in my life is, is since I graduated college is I love to coach kids. I love to coach and for most of my career, I've coached basketball. And this year, I have the opportunity to, to coach some high school girls. And a, a part of your role as a high school coach is also to be a bus driver. I didn't know if you guys knew that. Um, and so a, a few weeks ago, we were driving to Charleston. And, and normally, I'm up there in the front driving. And it's just a bunch of teenage girls talking about the goofiest stuff and boys and all this stuff. And I just sit up there and laugh. And, and every once in a while, I listen to what they were saying. And, 
And so a, a few weeks ago, they were, they were having a conversation. They were kind of making fun of each other. And one of the girls has a peanut allergy. And one of the girls has a latex allergy. And they're like, oh, you're the reason we can't have peanut butter, right? You're the reason we can't have real balloons. We've got to have whatever balloons. And so they were just kind of giving it to each other. And, and one of the girls, <laughs> kind, of, kind of in a humorous way, um, she said this statement. And she's got, bless her heart, she's got dyslexia, peanut allergies. Like, I, she's got all kinds of stuff going on, right? And they were all kind of, you know, joking with her about it. But she, she said this, and she said, well, guys, you know that, that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. <laughs> God gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. And I'm sitting up there, and, you know, my pastor, mind, I was like, I don't know if that's true, but it is encouraging, right? Like, like I, 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 I mean, golly, that sounds really good, right? And, and. And, I, and as I was just thinking about this story, as, as this, this persistent widow, she kept coming. And for a while, the judge wouldn't do it. And she had to feel just, God, why? Why do I have to go through this? This is tough, Lord. And maybe for you today, you're sitting here and you're this, you, you feel like that today. And your battle is tough. And you're in a for a while now kind of season of life. And there's difficulty and there's discouragement and there's struggle. And my encouragement to you today is stay consistent. Pray always and don't give up. Pray with faith. Pray with fervency. Powerful prayer is fervent prayer. Powerful prayer is fervent prayer. That simply means passionate. That simply means I'm going after it. I'm going to emphasize this in my life. This widow was passionate. How do we know? Because she kept showing up every day. Even in the face of negative news, she kept showing up. She was unwilling to give up. She was relentless in going before the judge. And that's what Jesus is telling us this story for. Don't stop. Don't give up. You may not see it. You may be in a for a while now season, but keep on pressing forward. That's the kind of prayer life that we need. So then Jesus, he continues to tell the story. And for a while now, he was unwilling. But later, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect people, he's like, even though I'm a jerk, <laughs> right? Even though I'm a turd, like, yes, because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. He finally granted her request. And here, here's the takeaway. Powerful prayer is persistent prayer. Powerful prayer is persistent prayer prayer. It's determined. It's stubborn. Listen to me. Hear, hear me today. It's not eloquent words. It's not the ability to pray in front of people and everybody to be like, man, that was awesome. That's not what powerful prayer is. It's consistently getting alone with an almighty God and determined to pray. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep praying until God does what he's going to do. But I want you to notice something. This is one of the, uh, this jumped out to, to me. The, the judge's unwillingness to answer her prayer did not affect her persistence. Now, hold on. That's good preaching, y'all. Come on. Like that, that's, <laughs> hold on. Y'all got to wake up, all right? I'll throw some water at somebody. Think about that. How often do we allow other people, how often do we allow our circumstances to keep us from, well, 
We allow it to distract us. We allow it to keep us from getting alone with God. She wasn't going to allow the judge's unwillingness to keep her from being persistent. Don't allow the season of life. Don't allow the struggles of life to keep you from, from spending time with God and getting this powerful prayer in as a part of your journey. She would not allow his unwillingness to keep her from being persistent. And Jesus goes on. He finishes the story. And he's like, listen, if that judge who, who self said, I don't respect people, I don't, I don't love God. If that judge, if he will grant her request, don't you think God will listen to you? Don't you think God cares about your situation? Don't you think God is a big enough God? Don't you think he can handle what you're going through? Jesus is kind of telling this story, but then something kind of odd at the end of this story stands out to me. And he says, well, if the judge will do that, don't you think God will do that for you? When you pray before a holy God, don't you think he'll do that? And then look at this question that he ends with. The, in, the, the last part of verse 8. He says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Like, wait a minute, what? Talking about prayer. And now you're asking the, asking the disciples this question, will he find faith on earth? And you know what, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if you go home and study just that verse, there's so many different beliefs on what people think Jesus meant on that. Scholars that are much smarter than me, a lot, lot more knowledge than me, that, that have different arguments about what this means. But when I read this story of Jesus telling us to pray and not always give up and don't ever give up, and then he ends with the question of finding faith. Here's what I think he means. Here's, here's what I want to challenge you with today. Do you have the faith to pray always and not give up? Do you have the faith to pray always well, I, I think what Jesus was saying, will I find that kind of faith in you, Bobby? I'm telling you this story about this widow and this judge, but will I find that kind of faith in you? And those of you who've been with us for a while, been going for over a year now, and I love, to, I love to kind of end our time together on a question because I want you to go home and chew on it and marinate on it and pray about it and allow God to use it in your life as you, as you go, you know, through Monday to Saturday. And, and I think that's what Jesus is doing. And I think that's what he's trying to get you and I to understand. He's like, am I going to find that kind of faith in you? Hey, disciple, hey, apostle, hey, hey, those of you in the church, am I going to find that kind of faith in you that this widow is showing, this persistent unwillingness to give up kind of faith? In church, that's what powerful prayer is. It's faith-filled prayer. It's prayer that is full of faith. I think God wants us to get to this place. That we let our lives be full of faith that no matter the season, no matter the request that I'm bringing before him, no matter if not for a while, no matter what's going on, that we can have this faith to say, God's got this. God's got this. He can handle this. He can do this. That's the kind of faith when I read this question, will he find faith on earth when God comes back, when Jesus comes back, will he find that kind of faith in my prayer life? 
You want to have powerful prayer. You want to plant this root deep in your life. Be fervent in your prayers. Be fervent in your prayers. Be consistent. Be persistent in your prayers. And have a faith-filled prayer life. I ask Brad to come on back up and we're going to have a time of seeing and worship and We do this time so that you can have an opportunity to respond to what the Lord's doing. What is the Lord speaking to you about today? I wonder how many of us today, before we walk out of this room, will make a commitment to the Lord. Lord, when you come back, you'll find that kind of faith in me. Lord... I don't know when you're going to come. It might be in one of the middle of the worst seasons of my life. But when you come, you're going to find that kind of faith in me. Would you make that commitment today? Would you begin to to get on your face before God, kneeling, standing, whatever posture you need to take. Would you would you take that step today and, and begin to plant that root of persistent prayer, fervent prayer, powerful, faith filled prayer? Would you make that commitment today? I came across a quote this week and kind of first just brushed it off. And then later in the week that God brought it back to my heart. And I went back and read it again. And I'm like, man, that's, that's too good not to share. It says this. Don't be embarrassed by how needy your heart is. And how much it needs to cry out for grace. Just start praying. Don't be embarrassed by how needy your heart is. And how much it needs to cry out for grace. Just start praying. God, it's me again. I'm sorry again. I messed up again. God, I'm sorry I didn't talk to you yesterday. Don't be embarrassed by how much your heart needs God. Don't be embarrassed how needy we are, how how we need to cry out for grace. Just start praying. Let me encourage you today. I don't know where you're at in your journey and your prayer life with the Lord. Maybe this is something that's strong. It's a rock. It's a solid foundation. Continue it up. Don't stop. Jesus gave it at the beginning, right? Pray always. Don't give up. But maybe if that's not you, Maybe you'll make a commitment today, God. Moving forward, when you come back, you're going to find me faithful. I'm going to be faithful in my prayer life. I'm going to have a powerful prayer life. Maybe today, there's some things in your life that you need prayer for. We've got people here that would love to pray with you. We've got a team of people that prayer is their passion, prayer is their gift. They would love to take God's word and pray with you and walk with you. But whatever it is, let's plant this root deep. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, I thank you for another day where we can dig into your word. Thank you for the opportunity to hear from you today. I pray that you would, again, encourage us, challenge us, change us, God. I pray that each and every person in this room, whether they've been a Christian for years or maybe they're not yet a believer, Pray that today as a response to your word that we would be obedient to whatever it is you're convicting us over, whatever it is you're calling us to. 
If there's one here that is in this season of for a while now, God, give them faith to keep going. Show up in their life. Encourage their heart today. Give them a big hug. Give them a push. Wrap your big arms around them. Let them know you're near. You love them. You're never going to forsake them. They can call on you in the midst of those trying times. God, we're so thankful that we have a father who loves us, who cares for us, that has so much grace, so much forgiveness. Lord, we honor you today. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Let me ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to sing. If you want to just stand and sing, you want to lift your hands, you want to pray right there in your seat, you need somebody to talk to, whatever it is, be obedient to God. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.